Pimelo Mutine on SAFM. For, so for those of you who, who missed it, I don't know how you could have, but let's just go there. For those of you who missed it, a lot happened in Parliament just the other day where there was just mudslinging every single way. Parties coming out with shenanigans from really, really disturbing kind of accounts of you have been abusive to your wife. It started with the ANC accusing uh, the CIC of the EFF saying, well, you, we believe, are accused abusing your wife he took some time to respond to that but eventually said well no in fact let me tell you who's abusing who i've been told he says that our very own president was abusing his former now um passed on wife and uh, that's what i know so you want to talk about me i'll tell you who actually has been abusing who it was ugly and this is how some of the members in parliament reacted i actually feel physically ill that I sit in a House of Parliament with honourable members who certainly do not earn the title honourable members. I have never quite heard insults being hurled at people in their individual capacity as well as people in race groupings. And I find it an abomination of everything that we as the Rainbow Nation stand for to have to sit through a sitting of a debate of the magnitude of SONA in front of the president, the deputy president, the leader of the official opposition and all South Africans and be insulted and be subjected to the grossness that I had to experience today. And I would like to put it on record that I speak on behalf of all women when I think that when a political point is made of women who are abused and who are murdered on a daily basis, women in this country suffer from post-traumatic stress and from stress disorders because we are under siege. We are at war with one another. And when this kind of thing is made light of to make political point scoring a big deal in this House, it is appalling. And if anyone in this country thinks that what just happened in this House is acceptable, they certainly need their heads read. And we as Parliament now need to stand together and say enough is enough. This House is an honourable House. The decorum must be restored. And if you cannot behave yourself in an honourable fashion, you do not belong in the servant public Parliament of South Africa. All right, so that was uh, DA Chief Whip uh, Natasha Mazzoni who responded to all the shenanigans that were happening in Parliament just the other day. Namathlubi Jaguja is a gender-based violent activist. She joins me now on the line. Namathlubi, thank you for joining us. Did that have any impact? Was that enough outrage for you? Um, hi, Pamelo. Good afternoon to your listeners as well. Good afternoon. I wish I would have seen more of that kind of reaction from MPs except Natasha, especially the women from the ruling party and the women that were part of the ESF. I was so disappointed when I when you look at the image and you see the women laughing as if they have, even before Natasha stood up and pointed the silliness that was happening in Parliament, there were, some of the women, they were laughing at the utterances of Mama Bolo and Julius Malema. And for me, I felt so betrayed as a young woman in South Africa that our women that we are touched to make decisions in Parliament have no idea of the importance of gender-based violence and they can laugh at this. So, Namashubi, this is where I, I, I hear, you know, that there was outrage, but I'm also very disappointed. We're now in day two of this conversation and I'm yet to see any one of them take anybody to court and subpoena them to prove that these are allegations that are true. 
that that's an that's an uh, the thing is with gender-based violence, um, Pomelo, the victims just because the news are circulating, there has to be unless they have that urgency. As and I'm speaking to the accusations that were made uh, in yes. terms of Judith Madema's wife. Yes. For her to even go and lay those charges and and come out and say something, it, it won't, she won't be moved just because we're talking about it. There are certain there are certain elements of, and that's why it's such a such a violent form of violence because of the power imbalance that they the level of urgency that the woman has to have and to get her to move to even say something. And it's one of those crimes in my mind that are even hard for many people to wrap their head around. And you will even notice even in the Harvey Weinstein case where one of the ladies was accused of um, one of the juries was asking why did you come back and continue the relationship with Harvey Weinstein after he um, had um, these violations against you but it's common for victims to go back it's common for victims to stay in those circumstances and it takes a lot for them to even stand out to stand out against the person and that's one of the things that i think as as outsiders we're so quick to say why are the women not coming out why are they not um, laying charges but it's not as easy as that no in that situation in fact i'm not even there i'm not at all asking why the women are not um you know we're not pulling the women to come and explain themselves i'm asking this is my problem if mama bolo has known that julius Mm -hmm. malema has been abusing his wife. The question for me is, so what did you wait for an opportunity where you guys were fighting in parliament to do something about it? What where was your responsibility in knowing that? That's that's what I'm asking. I'm saying yeah. uh, sitting with a parliamentarian who has information about something like that and waits to use it as a political basket is concerning because that that directly tells you the issue is not about the issue, it's about a political battle. If of that course, makes any of sense. And, and similarly, and to, many... similarly to, to, to by, by the way, uh, the CIC of, of the EFF, who says, well, I've been told one has to ask if this is the kind of conversation and this camaraderie that's been happening outside of our knowledge, how long have people been knowing? How long do people chit-chat about, hey, man, you know, somebody, hey, we know Mang Mang beats whoever, maybe whoever. One has to mm. ask what's going on in these clubs where people know and and just kind of like you know go on by if if it's true that the president has been beating or used to beat up his ex his wife, then why is it coming out today? She she's dead for goodness' but sake. It's the point I was making earlier, Pumilo, of where I I don't think they understand the 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 impact of the crime because if they did, firstly that's not the platform for you to have that conversation and to bring it up. And if you cared and you knew the level of seriousness DBV is. You would have taken other steps even to anonymously tip the police to mm-hmm. check on what's happening in the household, but you don't. The way it was brought up, you even know it was not to even come up with a solution. It was just, I don't even want to use the term political tool because political tool, is made, those are systems and processes that are meant to better society. And that conversation was not moving us forward. It was not bettering community and the fight against GDB. But it was just, I. it was derogatory. It was... I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't even know how to feel if right now I'm the, the Julius Madema's wife or any of the women that were that came out in that conversation. I wouldn't even know how to feel. It's humiliation. It goes against all the measures we're trying to, as activists, to put in place against the fight of gender-based violence, the de-shaming, the de-victimization, the dehumanization of the 
of the of the of the situation. Let, let's take calls on this one on oh eight nine one one zero four two zero seven. What we're discussing is what happened in Parliament, where you saw really uh, women's names being thrown about in Parliament as football, literally as football, where people were accusing each other of abusing women and so on. It just degenerated into into a circus, if if nothing else. Uh, and we are now anticipating that the president returns back to Parliament today, and as and when that happens, we will cross to it live. But my question is, what is the president going to say about what happened two days ago? How is he going to respond to more, better yet, the gender-based violence and accusations laid at his doorstep? Doorstep. 18 minutes after one. Life happens with Pinelo Modine. President Ramaphosa returns to Parliament today to respond to all sorts of questions that are going to be now, it's going to be his time to respond to what happened. Uh, it's going to be his time to respond to what happened two days ago after the debate, at so, the, after the debate, the SONA debate. And uh, what I'm curious about is how he's going to respond to what, what actually happened in Parliament after a SONA. Um, that, that just mudslinging and at the centre of that being women being used as, as footballs, literally. Um, their names being slung about by by everybody, really. Gender-based violence being, I think, made a mockery of, in a sense. And I, I really want your take on how you feel about all of this. Oh eight nine one one zero four two zero seven. You know, you made something. My guest, by, by the way, is Nomathubi Chakuja, who is a gender-based violence activist. And uh, she was saying before we went to the ad break that you know none of us can can pull out the woman and force the woman to talk about the abuse. And I understand that. Nomathubi. I, I get the sense, right, that we feel helpless. As a woman, I am enraged, but I also feel feel helpless. And you said you said it yourself that you know we, we are not Julius Malema's wife. As an activist, how do we mobilize and organize ourselves to show our displeasure at what happened? Um, Pamela, I think you would notice GBV is one of the most underreported crimes in South Africa. And it's precisely actually around the world. And it's precisely around the shaming and the, the, the sense of, you know, even some families of the victims that we engage with on the ground will even take the side of the men, especially now in a case like Julius Madema, where it's a prominent figure. It's, a, it's, a, it's someone people know. It's someone with power. So... As activists, I think one of the first things, I'm happy at the outrage we have had and the responses to hold those men accountable, that they cannot go around saying kind of statements when we are trying to create a safe environment for women to feel free to come up and talk about these um, um, challenges in public without feeling shame and victimization around it. And I think that as a society and women in South Africa, the first is to create that sense of we shame those men, we hold them accountable, we do not let them go. Even President Ramaphosa today, we are watching very carefully as activists to see what he's going to say so that we can hold him accountable. No more must women feel unsafe in South Africa to come up and even have this conversation and feel the need to hide when such victims and such crimes happen. Hmm. Let's take calls. As I did say, I will take calls on 0891-104-207. Tabo, you calling us from Dobsonville. Thank you so much for calling. Thank you for taking my call. Look, um, you know what happened uh, on the other day? Really, it was uh, truly a disgrace. Um, but now, coming to think about this thing, um, the faction of ANC women, never from the start, from the times of Zuma, they never... Um, sort of uh, treated the, the GBV 
a matter as serious. Because um, you see, if you can take a look at the the, the matter. Uh, oh, is that Tabo's line failing us there? Hi, Tabo, you're still there. Hello. Yes. Can you can, hear me? Yes, we can hear you. Go ahead. Yeah, I was saying that uh, at, at the times of the trial of Zuma, um, when he was um, uh, accused of rape, they were like uh, on his side, and they never showed their stance, their true stance as women. That look, when it comes to GBG, we as women, we will be uh, uh, take a stone stand and unite as one, no matter the party lines. We unite as women against the matter. They were like taking sides with Zuma. Yeah, yeah, I, don't know if you understand what I hear you loud and clear, and I do hear you, Mike in Newlands. Good afternoon, Mike. Yeah, hi, good afternoon to you and your guest. I have been saying this for a long time, and it's an unpleasant kind of tack. Not, it's very awkward to say because I know it doesn't go down well with some presenters. But you know, let's be honest with Parliament. They have sat amongst uh, parliamentarians, men who have abused women for a long time and they've been they've been quiet about it they've never said anything we started with president zuma a man who even had a rape a hint of a rape allegation should never have been elected president and that to my mind is when pandora's box was opened and then we just look at the litany of crimes we've got marius Franzman. uh he was suspended zizi codwa and puli mabe those two gentlemen are in parliament today as we speak one was suspended for having a, a lady and drugs in a hotel room the other man Tule Mabe had some relationship with his secretary, forced himself on his secretary. These guys were found peered by the ANC in certain parliament, and the parliamentarian seemed to be quite comfortable. I, I couldn't believe let my let, ears. Let, let me push you a little but, bit, Mike, on that, yes. because it's easy for us, to, you know, the parliament is, issue is a very low-hanging fruit. I, mm. I dare say that it also stops with us. So, so we, yes, are looking at parliament, but we have allowed our leaders... These people also represent us, and and we do move. We move on with the story. We move on, well, and I, the following day we just carry on like nothing's happened. So we ourselves have not held them, held them accountable. No, I so agree with you, and I would put it to your guest there, who is as an activist there. We have Elijah Mshlanga. Now I couldn't believe my ears the other day. He was on the radio bemoaning the fact that two young a boy and a girl were caught having sex in a school uniform at a school somewhere. And this is Elijah Mshlanga who puts out a, a tweet with topless women reading books trying to encourage young boys to read. And he remains as a spokesman for the Department of Education. Now, there is something seriously wrong with our society. If we allow a man to remain in his job who thinks nothing of putting out pictures of half-naked women and then is confused or surprised when young boys take up his offer and then uh, and do all sorts of horrendous things. Uh, mm. That, to my mind, is where we're not speaking up. And I said before on SFM, he should not be allowed on the radio. This man should not be allowed on at all. But we seem to just, it's, it's like Parliament just has all these guys that tell lies. We allow it to happen. People are speaking up. But you know what it comes down to, to my mind, yes. is that the ANC seem to have this tradition and they, where they, they gather around and protect each other come hell or high water. They have lived with these sex pests and these guys that abuse women who sit in Parliament right now, today. We know who they are. Everybody knows their names. Yet they sit in those benches and the women of Parliament do nothing about it, let alone about all the good people in Parliament. And, and to my mind, it's going to happen and it'll happen again and again because we, we seem to have lost our way. We just seem to have lost 
the moral high ground. And I, I don't know how we're going to change it because the system will not allow me or you to vote to out those uh, Pule, Marby and Susie Carter because there's no way I can do that. There's I think, Mike, Mike there in, in Newlands. Maswabi, you're calling us from Bloemfontein. Good afternoon. Good afternoon, Maswabi. Yes, yes, ma'am. Go ahead, sir. Oh, oh you're talking to me. Okay. Now I am, yes. Yeah. Uh, it's criminal, okay. Ma'am, I don't know. Uh, hey, woman, uh, I am married and I never raise up my hand to my wife. We say seven years mm. and I pledge not to do that because I'm coming from that family whereby uh, the father was beating up the, my mother in front of us. So then I told myself I'm not going to do that to my woman. But sometimes, hey, the, the woman can provoke you. What do you say? What is your best saying when a woman is provoking, is pushing you, is pushing you to the edge, ending up giving her trap? I'm, I'm, I'm saying that because uh, they can push you, you know what I'm saying? And some others, they can come up lie. What do you say to the women like that? Namashubi, you've heard that argument before. Your response? Yes. I'm holding my teeth. Mm-hmm. Um, but the gentleman, Breathe. I think once Breathe. it's called emotional, go, go called ahead, emotional go. maturity, learning how to handle your anger and your feelings and conflict management, and there are many things you can do. You can walk out of the room until such a time both of you have come down and you've diffused the situation. But there's never any justification in the world to hit a woman. I forgot the gentleman's name who was just called, it's but there is never any justification to hit a word. Maswadi. Mm. You walk out, you find, you go talk to your friend, you calm yourself down, you even call a third party who can come and intervene in the situation if you guys are if it's escalating and you are disagreeing. But there's never any justification to hit a woman. And the yeah. fact that we still, for me, have people that are thinking like this, this is why the national strategy against gender-based violence is so important and we want the president to talk about it. We wrote a 92 document on programs to train men, with, but none, none, the president hasn't engaged that document. It's called the Stop Gender Violence National Campaign. The president hasn't engaged all of the organizations that were writing that document. We don't have implementation plans and strategies to get it moving from just the document, but to implement it because these are serious men in, in a country that they are dealing with a whole lot of problems. There's a whole lot of anger within men. We need to solve those problems. If a woman can't anger you to the point where you feel justified to hit them. Hey, Nomasubi, thank you so much for that. Nomasubi uh, Jakuja, who's a gender-based violence activist. So what I'll do uh, after the headlines is I'll take your calls. I'll also take uh, some voice notes here because I actually more than anything want you to respond to Maswabi's call. One thirty. let's go to Uzile Saku for the latest in headlines. Good afternoon, Uzile. At SFM Radio and at Pimelo Mutile on Twitter. I think we are focusing too much on why these allegations came about instead of what the allegations were. We're focusing on the fact that it was a political fight instead of the abuse. If you are married to a powerful man like Malema or Ramaphosa, you will really not have recourse. And if you look at people who have been abused, you look at the abusers. They are these powerful men who deliver great speeches, who seem to be, you know, these good people while behind doors. Because these politicians, they know each other. So let us say that these allegations 
true and then deal with that how do you as a woman divorce a powerful man or repulse a powerful man good day Pamela. this is Simi from Dobson Villains when women were making allegations of rape and all sorts of abuse against men on social media some of it turned out to be a lie like those who were, that were made against to me solely you guys were cheering them as feminists you're cheering these women and now suddenly when these allegations are made in parliament you want to cry foul and say they are subjecting women to secondary victimization and by the way allegations against julius malema were never proven but you guys are already making them to be true as if they are true that's vigilantism and it's madness Wow, it's madness, isn't it? Now, Mathlobi, did you hear that uh, what, that message that came through? I did. And your response and to that? It's so heartbreaking, Pumela, because um, just to even have a, <laughs> just to tell you a story, last month in my organization with trade unions, there was a guy who had five rape allegations that was employed. And when these allegations came to the forefront, the first thing the management wanted to do was to sit and discuss whether these allegations are true or not. And again, it goes back to my point. One of the reasons there is such low conviction rate with rape crimes and violence um, between and GDD crimes is the fact that it's an interpersonal crime. It's very difficult to prove. So for us to sit and deliberate as the public whether those crimes are true or not is really not going to help us or move us forward in the fight against GDV. Yes, there are courts that are allowed to do that, but we should step in where that where the smoke is fire. You step in, and it will be leave it up to the courts to prove the validity of those um, and the merits of those crimes. Should of course the wife choose to lay those allegations, but it is not our role as the public of South Africa, not when we are the rape hub of the world, to deliberate the validity and the truth and the soundness of um, allegations on GDD. This is not one of those issues that, as the public, for me, it hurts me when we have gentlemen that we are trying, and that should be protecting us in society, saying such things where we should sit and deliberate on the validity of the time. not our role. Our role is to create safe spaces where, and leave it to the court to prove whether that is true or not. Because then it becomes a slippery slope where, as the public, if a woman needs to feel to prove herself as right before she can come out and talk about the crime. Ernest, you're calling us from Polokwane. Good afternoon, Ernest. Hi, Melania. How are you? Good, thanks. Go ahead, Ernest. Yes. Um, one doesn't even know where to start uh, commenting about this issue. Um, but one thing's for sure, it, it, it's such a despicable thing for parliamentarians to, to even sort of compete about an about an issue issue mm-hmm. like this, but mm-hmm. but even more worrying is the fact that I haven't had any person from the ruling party, that is the ANC, the party that is in power, saying anything, condemning any sort of um any any you know, of the discussions that have been taking place in the parliament. I mean, that's 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 a stage for for everyone to see and uh, to, to be to be having insights and everything we about about a, a, a very violent and 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 heartbreaking issue is is, is a very big problem. What is that there has never been anyone from the ruling party to to try and condemn this. And it goes a long way backward like like Mike from Yola indicated. No one from the ANC has ever said anything. Now there is a on the sidelines in this what else that I was saying about this? Is it always going to be about 
of the female side and everyone in the political parties. Where are they? Where are they hiding? Why are they not saying anything? Ernest, you're asking, you're asking tough questions, but I'm, I, I want to take it further in the sense that, you know, when you ask these questions and then you still hear the kind of responses that we're hearing from the voice notes that we're hearing, it says a lot because yes, as a country, we have a problem. If we still have someone calling to say, but what if she provokes you? Someone says, yeah, but they are not uh, proven. So it's madness that we're even talking about this. This is, there's a lot there that goes into how as a nation we are actually willing or not willing to deal with gender-based violence. Because the arguments that you're hearing tell you a lot about our attitudes towards gender-based violence. Yes, we, 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 we have so much, such a long way to go in terms of our attitude. And it's, it's, it's heartbreaking. I had those two guys saying all those things. I mean, what what kind of provocation will push me to beat to beat a woman? I mean, nothing, nothing will ever justify you laying lay hands on a woman. It doesn't matter what it is. But men men have become so I don't know. They feel entitled to, yeah. to owning to owning women. For as long as we change the attitudes towards towards how we think. A problem. So it's all about changing our, our mind, mindset and attitude towards towards issues, and also seeing people or women as equals to to us as men. No one is no one is superior to to the other. The fact that they do not have the physical power to fight back doesn't make them subjects or objects that we can abuse on a daily basis. But it's it's, it's worrying. And the question that we're always going to be asking ourselves is: Where is the solution going to come from? If Three or four out of out of ten men call and say, "But mm. I was provoked and felt yep. the need to to do this." Yeah. We're, not, we're not going to we're not going to win it. Let me Forget give other people a chance. Yeah, no, I, I hear exactly what you're saying. Yes. Your line is very bad, and so I'm going to move on. Mike, you're on the road. Good afternoon. Hi, Jamal. How are you? I'm well. Thanks for calling, Mike. Yeah, no, I'm not trying to denigrate the the discussion about um, gender violence and. But I think uh, there was a very important uh, speech that was made by the Deputy Minister of the PSDG mm-hmm. that encapsulates. Okay, we, we obviously are not getting joy from that line because he's on the road. Gary, you're calling us from Cape Town. Good afternoon. How are you? Well, thanks. Go ahead, Gary. I'm very sit up to my How are you, Jake? My question is. Yeah. I wanted to phone this morning about this issue of gender violence, what, what, what. The parliament is totally failing the children and the women. My question, my issue is now, I'm appealing for you, especially SAFM, Yukta Milo, Masuchaba, and other ladies, as mothers of these children that are being abused. Here in Cape Town, there's a child that was abducted, kidnapped last week, then found dead in Uvuta. So the people that are killing the children are kept. We don't even know even the even the cases are going to uh, are going to the to the court secretly. I wish those people are exposed so everybody will know who are these people. When they go to court, they must be they must be. They must be sentenced heavily. That is what I'm saying. All right, Gary, then Cape Town. Kandisa in Matlosana, hi. Hey, Tomelo, how are you? I'm well. Thanks for calling, Kandisa. No, I'm good. 
Remember, you know, South Africans like to mix issues. Uh, the issue of Jacob Zuma went to court, and the issue was withdrawn in the court of law. Now, this issue of Malema, who accused the president, Cyril uh, Ramaphosa, to be, to, he was abusing his wife. He did not, he did not went to, through the court. It's an allegation. So people, I don't know what they want from Jacob Zuma. Because Jacob Zuma went to court and the court did not find him guilty for, 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 for the allegation of rape. So people, they must not put things that are not right for other people. Marikandisa, Kandisa, the argument, the argument, remember what the argument was with the person that called in. The person was actually not, can can you hear me, Kandisa? I hear you now. Okay. I'm saying, remember what the argument was with the caller. The argument was not so much about whether Jacob Zuma had raped the person. That person was saying the women's league attitudes okay. around gender-based violence at the time when he was going to a rape through a rape trial they supported him it's no wonder yeah. that right now but we hear they, nothing they mm-hmm. you must remember the leadership of women's league is changing mm-hmm. you see you have other for now you have a new leadership mm-hmm. that is speaking voicely with uh, abuse of women you see uh, no, 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 that we have engaged on women's issues, but they've remained silent. The Women's League as well is equally mute. They haven't even come up with the statements. They haven't even said anything to condemn the allegations, the, the discussions that happened in Parliament. So we are continuously being failed by our women. And some of them are part of those MPs that were sitting in that Parliament on Tuesday, laughing at the statements that were being said. And that's why I even started with, we have such a lot of work as activists in our hands to even start to shift the behavior and the thinking of people and even women, which is so unfortunate because they should be the ones championing these things. They should be the one with that strategy, that 92 document strategy, championing it in parliament. But we don't even have champions of GBV. We don't even see the women speaking out. None of them, all of them are silent. We have an entire department where resources are being allocated each year, but we don't know what the department does as activists. Namatubi Jakuja, who is a gender-based violence activist, we're going to have to leave it there. And I do see your calls, and unfortunately, we have to move on uh, with the program of the day. We'll obviously always pick up on this uh, subject. It's not something that we can end on one day. 0891-104-207 is the number to dial. If you want to send a voice note, we're more than welcome to take that as well on 061 410